for one welcome our new gentlemen overlords who now that's a team i can work with i love it i love bringing people together how we doing you horror mateys welcome to the gentlemen overlords i'm andrew and with me is marks <laughs> and Robert, Marks Zuckerberg, and um, guys, we. Wait, so you didn't go with Karl Marx when I'm saying Marx. You went with Marx Zuckerberg. <laughs> I'm trying. To... Hey, man, it's the aesthetic you give me, bro. God damn it! How yeah? How pissed would you be if I was like, God, Max really reminds me a lot of Mark Zuckerberg. That'd be the end of it. You That'd be the end of it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fracturing of the overlords. Um, guys, let's talk about some movies we've seen. Don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something <laughs> breakfast. Movies we've seen. Robert, what have you seen? Movies we've seen, I watched, um, rewatched Blade, uh, mm-hmm. a very early Marvel movie, pre-MCU. Um, really fun. I liked rewatching that one. Uh, there are some effects like the vampires, like when they get like cut and killed, destroyed, like burn away into a skeleton that I think still looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. There are other effects like when... Uh, the Steven Dorf at the end becomes the blood god and gets cut in half, and then is like and like wobbles back together with like like a big blood sack, and that does not look good. Um, it's sort of like and, the, it's sort of like the effects of like your health regenerating in Diablo too. It's like the the little yes. like candid thing filling up. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yes. Um, but overall, I think it's just like a really like it's just like fun and has that kind of like uh, Donald Logue plays a vampire in that, right? Yeah, who like keeps getting away. It's just funny how many times he gets like more and more chances. Um, yeah, it's just got that like 1998 attitude. It's very, you know, it's kind of very, uh, it's just not stuck in like the grittiness, despite the fact that it is like literally about vampires and killing each other and blood everywhere and stuff like that. Um, I do wonder, I- I'm excited for the Mahershala Ali one, but I do wonder how much more like tame it's going to seem compared to this. Um, and it just seems like this is so fun, but because it was, I think because it was like isolated and it wasn't part of like an MCU sort of universe, it doesn't feel like they're going to be able to get this vibe. I can't picture half the stuff that happened in this movie happening in an MCU version. Yeah. yeah so, I, I doubt they would even try to go for the vibe. I've had, that. yes, I have to accept that they're just, it's just going to be quite a bit different. Yeah. Um, and, and what might also have blade run around with uh, the, there was the, Eternals uh, after credits scene mm-hmm. that implies that he might be running around with another character. So who yeah, knows? Martin Lawrence's um, Black Knight. Yes, that's correct. Um, yeah, I enjoyed that. I rewatched Tommy Boy with David Spade, Chris Farley. Great classic comedy. He's that might be maybe it's my favorite Farley. He's just so funny and charming, and it also like has a bit more heart than you expect from like the comedy, and it's a little cheesy. Like there's all sorts of stuff of like you know, uh, the like girl he likes at the company gets sabotaged, mm-hmm. and so he's kind of like ah geez like we had all these orders and you messed it up and he kind of like he's upset but he kind of understands and there's just all this 
stuff they like is also his dad dies on his wedding day which is very sad um almost as bad as rain on your wedding day um uh but no i I really i enjoyed revisiting that and he's so funny and i think of lines from that movie all the time including uh tommy want wingy that's almost exactly what i said when you said tommy boy it's yeah i think it's I think like there's probably a movie where he plays like a supporting role or a minor role in that's probably better than Tommy Boy, but for like a Chris Farley vehicle, I think it's probably the best mm-hmm. one. Because otherwise, it's like, like Black Sheep and I like Black Sheep, but it just feels like a little bit more inferior to me. Well, they also like it's just like this worked once. Let's get Spade and Farley in another movie, mm-hmm. and you know there's there are funny parts to Black Sheep, but it is like they it just they went to the well once too often. Yeah. Which one does he do the uh, Vader talking into the fan? That's Tommy That's Boy. Tommy Boy. I am your yeah. father, Lulele. La 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 Luke. Yeah, um, that's, that's what I remember about it. I rewatched uh, Stargate. Old James Spader himself, Ultron. Wow. The age of Ultron in this film looked like he was probably in his mid 30s. <laughs> Um, I really like that. Uh, Kurt Russell. I as really well. like that joke a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what I meant. Not the movie. I meant <laughs> that joke. I really like that joke. Joke. I'm putting quotes up. Um, no, it's really good. And there's some really fun. Another movie with like some fun practical effects, like Blade, but also some good, some cool CG stuff that I really enjoyed too. Um, Does that have the voice of Kratos or? from uh, God of War or did he come along for the TV show? He's the TV show I believe. I don't know okay. which one, but I don't he's not in the uh, movie I don't think. Um and then the other two I watched um Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh just because uh Matt Reeves did the movie we're talking about today. Mm. I wanted to revisit some of those films. Rise is not his movie. Uh Dawn is and then I haven't haven't gotten to War yet. But uh, really enjoyable trilogy. Talked about them on here before. Um, the jump in the CG from the first to second one is like really incredible. Like the, everyone in the second one looks amazing, and the third one is just like incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I like. I think the last time I watched them all, I think I like Dawn the most out of them. Even though like War is still a very satisfying kind of end of the trilogy. Um, I think I just kind of like the the visuals and the uh, location and just kind of, I don't know, everything going on in, in, in Dawn is Dawn so... is Dawn. the one that stars the, the two, the couple from the Americans, right? Correct. Okay. Yes. It's this so is... confusing. I hate that rise is the first one. That is yeah. the James Franco one, John Lithgow one. Dawn is the second one where they're in the, the redwoods. Uh, it's been a couple years. Humanity has kind of fallen. Gary Oldman is sort of one of the antagonists, but Koba is the other real antagonist in yeah. that um who is who is on par with andy circus as far as like making that character his which is incredible yeah but um, er- early risers making that trilogy because nobody else <laughs> is rising before dawn that's true yeah good point but the second one was fucking gold i i love the second one the I second really, one is incredible i could not care less about the first one i think there were some good things that was like i James also Franco. didn't I also I like the I like the first one a lot. I think it's setting up a lot, but it just feels like it just feels so much smaller and and I don't know. It's just not as enjoyable as I the guess. Others. Like it felt weird, and I'm not complaining now that we know a lot of shit about James Franco. But like it felt weird to set up this like touching relationship between Franco and um, Andy Serkis's 
Yeah. Caesar. Caesar. To set up that whole thing and then for him just to be gone by the second movie, it almost felt like there should have been more conflict with that character for Caesar. But like the fact that he just like, like he, it's a character who dies off screen. And so like, yeah, but they do that with the second to the third. Also, like the humans are, are the ones that are being kind of ravaged by the disease. And I kind of like that. There's no, he, he does carry all the stuff that he remembers and they also revisit the home. They get back to the house to recover when Caesar gets hurt at one point. And they find like a video that somehow still works, uh, video camera, and you see like footage and stuff. But I almost kind of like that they, the only thing that they have left of James Franco's relationship and how he learned his humanity is just his memories or like that that one scene, um, and that it doesn't carry over from second to third either. I kind of like. That I guess like no... I I if like if truly like you know if if the reason they didn't end up casting Franco was like all the stuff that was coming out about him. Like, I almost wish they would have done more of a time jump and then, like, had just, like, an older actor playing that same character rather than just, like, disregarding, like, not disregarding, but, like... Disrespecting. Disrespecting, yes. Yeah, <laughs> stepping on the memory of James Franco. I don't know. Just, like, I it, it, it kind of made the first movie almost seem kind of inconsequential. And, like, I, I think, like, I also didn't like the movie as much as most people did sure i didn't like it i thought draco malfoy did a terrible job in oh that when one. he recites I mean, he's that just very cartoonishly Hester, evil when so. he says get your hands off me you damn dirty i was like this is a comedy line like they wrote a national lampoon like spoof movie here i was like what is this line doing here i think one of the scenes i mean that's like a shocking scene too because like he says no and and it's chilling to everyone that witnesses it and then I love the jump in the second one where there's the there's the initial scuffle, an ape is killed in the woods, and then they all head to San Francisco where all the humans are holed up and they're riding on horseback, they're running on the rooftops, and they all show up outside and basically Caesar addresses them and is like, we don't want war! And like talks to them like, what a trip it would be. You're he barely said, surviving and scrambling around. He says that and then around. Caesar will return in war for the planet of the apes. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> we do not want sequel <laughs> but it happened um but yeah those are my those are my movies sure great, those great films i plan on rewatching war uh soon yeah max what about you uh i watched police story one and two with jackie chan and uh some of the craziest fucking action scenes i've seen police stories in yeah. any movie yeah police story is nuts mm -hmm. and you just think Several people must have died making this. And then you watch the bloopers at the end that they have during the credits and you see Man. several people die during it or what you had they're just getting like carted away on on uh stretchers. Or and whatever. meanwhile, like Jackie's like in the foreground, like doing like a funny face while they're like being like someone's yeah. like in a neck brace. It's like in traction. And then yeah, but I mean he he gets, you know, cut by glass and stuff. They like to throw people through glass and into glass. Yeah. And, and smash glass over their head and make them watch oh. glass by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the most brutal of all. <laughs> Wait till uh, you see the fate of these characters. I just heard today he's working on his next film, his 15th film. What, what did that be right? Yeah, no, knock, on the knock on the Cabin is what it's called, I think. It would be it's like about a cabin that makes you cozy <laughs> and you're near a beach that makes you old. <laughs> Hey, I couldn't get through Signs. That was the last Shyamalan I tried. Hmm. Um, I like Signs, but I get it. 
I feel like there there might have been a couple early on that I thought were all right, but I'm not a big fan of him. Anyways, Police Story One and Two, I recommend it. It's it's like such a weird mix of comedy and and like the most brutal action you've ever seen, mm-hmm. but um, gets away. It does a good job of both of them. <clears throat> I was laughing a ton during it. Yeah, and then also just like cringing at some of the like you're laughing at all the people getting really hurt you're yeah like, ah. exactly and, the, and then the jokes and then cringing when someone misses getting hurt you're like ooh, they should have gotten hurt for that <laughs> yeah should have folded that guy in half <laughs> um but uh, yeah i'm looking forward to watching super cop that's what started this whole thing is that ah. michelle yo is in the third one uh and so yeah i'm gonna watch that I'm i haven't, also gonna try I haven't seen any of the police stories super cop uh, watching Police Story one and two are both on um, HBO Max. Okay, that's where I watched them. Supercop is not on there, so find another method to watch that one. Wink, wink. Yeah the the only thing I know about Supercop is that line from uh, Hot Fuzz where Nick Frost is reading the DVD for Supercop. Supercop, the cop who can't be stopped. <laughs> um. But I'll let you know how uh, how super cop is if really the cop cannot be stopped. Oh yeah, it. let me yeah yes. report back to me. Let me know does he get stopped or not. Will do. I also watched Being the Ricardos. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, that, it was all right. I thought I didn't think Nicole Kidman did a great job as Lucille Ball. No, you don't say. That's what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also, it's uh, who's the guy who made it again? It's Aaron uh, Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin, who like I believe gave interviews uh, prior to it coming out that were like, like I Love Lucy's not a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that's the that's the mindset you're going into this with. Oh now God. sports night. Now that's a comedy. <laughs> now I, I can think of no more tragic scene than Lucy desperately trying to put all those chocolates in her mouth when the conveyor belt was going too fast. <laughs> it's a it, I ball every time. <laughs> The life, yeah. Uh, uh, but I thought, you it, thought it was all right. I thought it was all right. Yeah, uh, it was. A, it was an entertaining movie. It had its faults, of course, but uh, that was J.K. Simmons. Yeah, he was good. He was played good. Ricky Ricardo. That's right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and Lucy. Uh, yeah. It wow. Had a, it had a pretty good cast. It had uh, them. It had Job from not Job. The Buster, Bible. Buster oh. from uh, uh, Arrested Development. Arrested Development. And it had uh, maybe from Arrested Development. Wow, a reunion. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even realize until just now. Yeah. <clears throat> oh my God. Back Wait, together. were you just watching Arrested Development maybe? <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that the episode <laughs> where Lucy is on and her husband. Lucille Bluth. Oh my gosh. Whoa. I was watching Arrested Development. Damn, oh, okay. Uh, well, now yeah. I'm kind of upset that you only sort of liked it because it's a pretty good show. So It's a pretty good show, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> But that episode that Aaron Sorkin wrote was uh, <laughs> not, not yeah. He guest directed it, and it was all about Lucy for some reason. But he insisted yeah. it wasn't funny. I don't know what's going on. Uh, but that's all I've seen. I haven't seen any movies, guys. So <laughs> moving on, s- moving on, skipping me. Let's talk about TV. <laughs> TV shows we've seen. <laughs> we've seen. Robert, have you watched any TV? Mainly just Moon Knight, my man. And hey, we talk about that on the mini. Check it out. Uh, Max, what about you? Um, let's see. I watched Unorthodox, which is about a woman who 
girl, woman, 19 years old. And she's kind of like lived a very sheltered life in a Orthodox Jewish uh, town in New York and escapes to Belgium to get away from it. And it's based on a true story, but it is uh, fictionalized a lot of the events. So they like create a new person, uh, but it's kind of based on the life story of, of somebody where they're, she tries to get away and then her husband comes and, and tries to track her down, bring her back to the, um, to the community. But uh, I don't know. It, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. What's it on? Depressing. Mm, it's on one of the streaming services. Oh, it okay. Might be. Hey, say no more. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's Netflix. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's Netflix, but it could be Prime. I think it's Netflix. It's not Disney Plus. I'll tell you that. Um, hey, that eliminates one option. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give it a, a tentative recommendation. That's, you would watch this in, right. in tenement housing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's I think it's worth watching if you're into something like that, some yeah. religious. Uh, you know, should you should you not? What what does it mean to have these, this type of faith? And sure. like, is there ever a too much? And we just had and, Easter and Passover, so this seems like the perfect. Yeah, yeah perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, check it out uh it's a riot um i also watched some more old enough the mm-hmm. show about little kids going yeah i keep on. hearing about it i need to check and it out it's so cute and the episodes are like 10 minutes so uh ah, too long <laughs> yeah i want a quibby size let's get that show on quibby that's doing well right maybe yeah. you're talking about I invest yeah. today <laughs> Yeah, I've got my. I, I put all my blockchain into it. Yeah, if anybody, if anybody's wondering, we recorded this episode in uh, mid twenty twenty, so that's why that's. Yes. Uh, We're encouraging um, everyone to get on board. Yeah, can't can't fail. Uh, I also watched Dairy Girls. Finished up uh, season two. So far, that's all they have. But I think a season three is coming. That shows are really fun. It's it's a it's a very funny show. Aaron Sorkin cool. said it was the most serious show he'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He didn't laugh once, <laughs> crying the whole time. Although it, it is also very serious. They're sure. In the middle of like the the like British and um, the troubles, the troubles with tribbles. Tribbles. Uh, there's a bunch. Well, of no, is that what time period does it take place during? Uh, yeah. When the like the IRA and the yeah, um, that's the the troubles. Yeah. The, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Which is a very weird diminutive name for like horrible bombings and stuff that happened but i believe there were some troubles yeah 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 so so they're like kind of living in a place where they're you know like constant bomb threats and uh mm-hmm. things getting shut down and they have that as part of the show uh like Jeez. it definitely touches on that a lot they show in season two it kind of like there's a ceasefire called and and bill clinton comes and everyone's excited about Bill Clinton coming to like, Whoa. you know, say, "Hey, it's a good." Slick Willie Willy shows up. He, he flies over to the country, is what I mean. I'm not talking about Monica Lewinsky here. Um, he he, he journeys, didn't think you were. journeys to the country. Oh, I didn't know. If he, well, you, I said Bill Clinton comes, and you guys all freaked out. So I thought, that oh, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, he did somebody he, uh, mention Monica? He journeys to uh, Derry to to uh, give a speech about the ceasefire and 
how good of a thing it is. And everyone's really excited to hang out with them. Now, who wants to hear some sax? <laughs> Lucky for all you, I brought it with me. Hey, Clinton, get back to work. Make me. <laughs> I want to uh, inhale, but I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I get the feeling this is a Simpsons episode. That one's not. Oh, okay. But one of them was. One of them was, yeah. One of the yes. many Call Clinton me. things we threw in there. <laughs> That's all I've seen. Uh, I am in a the midst of a Scrubs rewatch. It is not a show that, like, the jokes are, like, most of the jokes have, have kind of aged okay, but, like, I don't know. There's a lot of, like, <clears throat> it. it's funny that this person would be insinuated to be gay. That's the punchline sort of things where it's just, like, mm-hmm. man, we have moved on from that sort of stuff, and it's just, <laughs> like, yeah. There, I watched, um, there's an episode that I just watched where they had put uh, Sarah Chalk in blackface to like, as like a joke that, you know, like, Oh, you'd be the perfect roommate if you were a mix of you and Turk. And so like they had put her in blackface and they just edited it off of Hulu. And I was like, that's the right call. Cause that was like a pretty stupid thing to have done. I am. I am shocked. <laughs> wow. That was a thing. Yes. So luckily they edited it off of Hulu and now they have rewritten history and they never did it. Actually. Does it say like? Does it say like scene missing? Nope. It's and just it's like, like they just move on. So it's like it's, I mean like narratively it doesn't quite make sense because he's they like reference something that just happened in his like fantasy, and it's it they um they don't even like it doesn't even like at the beginning of the episode sometimes they'll air that disclaimer of like scenes have been removed you know because blah you know we've moved on as a society or something didn't even like warn you that that was going to be they just took it out but i agree with them for taking it out i'm seeing here there's like maybe three episodes where that's been taken out and yeah yeah, the pictures are not great yeah they're not great hulu's erasing our cultural heritage yeah that's what i have to say you know i'm gonna go tear down all the hulu statues in my local (laughs) um and the scrub statues yeah finally those we need to cancel uh zach braff um, I mean, yeah, multiple reasons, but yeah. I almost called him J.D. Salinger. His name is J.D. <laughs> <in the show. laughs> That's right. That is correct. Um, and then the other show, I uh, the season finale of Abbott Elementary just aired, and just a really phenomenal first season. I hope the show is around for a long time. And, like, it's the first season was so good. It's, I think, like, one of the few seasons that has, like, 100% Rotten Tomatoes. So I was very impressed with the show. It was a, this was its freshman year, first season. So the fact that they really landed like in a way that I don't feel like a lot of shows get their footing until like season three or four, like that they really knew what the show was from the beginning. It's so funny. It's so good. It's touching. Aaron Sorkin's going to think it's, you know, one of the best dramas in history. Um, (laughs) So it's, you know, it's just like, I, I loved it. I think it's a great first season and I, I'm really excited for them to do more seasons. I think we got a paywall this episode because Sorkin is going to get our ass for this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that's it for TV for me, guys. Let's talk about the movie. We've all come together to talk about Matt Reeves's the Batman streaming on HBO max. And I think it's probably in theaters still also probably some spots. I think there are probably also like some theaters that, you know, do longer showings or get, you know, deals later. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Anyways, yeah, the Batman, Robert All Pattinson, right. Andy Serkis, Zoe Kravitz, Kravitz. Uh, and fucking Colin Farrell. Amazingly, Colin Farrell. It took me so long. Hey, not not just not just to recognize that it was Colin Farrell, but for me to buy that that was Colin Farrell because I looked on the wiki and I was like, "That's not fucking Colin Farrell." They switched him out, but like, that's well, him. Do you know Danny DeVito played the Penguin in that other movie? Shut up! And I couldn't believe what? that. It didn't look like him to me. Uh, yeah. So uh, Colin Farrell, played, yeah. Uh, John Turturro also in the movie. Uh, oh. He was he was someone I didn't realize they had cast in the film, and having read the, some of the comics that inspired it, perfect casting for that character. And yeah, he's very good in the movie. Uh, Paul Dano, also in yes. the movie. Um, would you guys did recommend Jeffrey, Jeffrey Wright? Did we talk Jeffrey about Wright? Jeffrey yes, Wright also. as Gordon, great Gordon. Um, would you guys recommend people either go to the movie theater or log on to HBO Max to watch the Batman? One hundred percent, and I think. It is pushing three hours, so it is. Uh, I I think it's worth seeing in the theater, but I will say, it was a lot darker the print I saw in the movie theater. So like there were scenes where watching it at home, even in the the darkened room, I could just see more in the screen than I could when I saw it in the theater. Although I do think it's a great theater uh, theater experience, but also the obvious advantage is like this is a long movie. So if you need to watch it in two chunks or be able to take a break or pause it, like it's ideal that you can throw it on yeah. HBO max. So, but def- definitely I would, I would tell people to see this. Max, what about you? Yeah. I think it's one of the better Batman movies for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't see this in theaters. I only saw it for the first time on HBO max and I don't feel like I missed anything watching it on, you know, like our, big screen at home like it was i feel like i there was nothing i like you know like i think if i had seen like spider-man no way home for the first time on like a tv screen i'd be like you know what i kind of wish i'd seen that in, in theaters i bet like the swinging action was really was so would have been so fun on screen and watching the batman i'm not i'm not uh disputing that it's probably a fun movie to see on the big screen but I don't feel like watching it that I was like, darn it. Like, when I saw How to Train Your Dragon, for instance, I was like, damn it. Like, I am kind of bummed that the first time I saw this was on TV. I bet the flight sequences are, like, beautiful on the big mm-hmm. screen, all that stuff. There was nothing about this movie where I was like, oof. I missed seeing that in theaters, and I'm really bummed. I'm curious, Andrew. Would you would you have been more comfortable if you had had someone um, pissing themselves next to you on the couch. Yeah, that's... <laughs> as you like to have happen that's, during that's Batman movies. That's the only way I see Batman movies is somebody passed out drunk peeing on themselves. Got um, it. Yeah, but I... Max, I agree with you. I may even go up a little further. I think it might be the best Batman movie. It's... Uh, it's up... I don't think yeah. I can do that. I don't think I can do that because... What would uh, you say? Dark Knight is better? No. I, I mean, it, I think Dark Knight is it's on it's close it's a toss-up the two of them but i would put uh, tim burton's over both of them that's fair i think like for me i've never i've never rated the dark knight that highly i think like it's a you know like and what the dark knight's reputation is is heath ledger's performance in the dark knight which is stellar and he's his performance in the dark knight is better than anything in the batman for instance. But I think like as a movie, I don't think the dark Knight as like a narrative movie. I don't think it even approaches 
Matt Reeves is the Batman. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not a, and it's also, there's recency bias. Like I knew when I left the theater, like Jamie and I were like that, there was a scene, there was a scene where Jamie turned to me and was like, this might be my favorite Batman movie. Mm. And we weren't even like halfway through the film. What's the scene? Uh, Gimme. That scene would be the car chase between Batman and the Penguin. Yeah. The- Batman's, Batman's car is half of the reason I wanted to see. This I call movie. it the Batmobile. <laughs> wow. wow. That's a little, and that's a gentleman overlord first. Yeah, that's a trademark. Yeah, we're going to put that on t shirts and Um, uh, hopefully not. I do love how so much I need to find it again. There was a tweet that was like, I really should have seen this in the theater. Something is lost. And it's the scene of the the rain coming down and Batman's car like revving up, but like the audio has been replaced and it's like, sounds like a Honda Civic, like starting like, and it's like, (laughs) getting ready to pull out. That's very funny. I wish I, it's one of those things that I was like, I wish I had like kept that in another tab because I, I, yeah. like I scrolled past and I'll never find it again. But yeah, it was so, so funny. Um, and I, do, but I do love, I mean, genuinely in that scene, he kind of like, he kind of revs ahead and then feels like the car stalls. And it's like, this is, he's still like, this is two years into his campaign. He's right. not perfect. And this is also maybe the first time he's taken the car out. It seems to be. So, yeah, I, I, I love that scene. It, it to me was like I was like I don't remember loving like a highway chase scene like this since like the Matrix Reloaded. Like I, f- mm-hmm. I feel like that was like the last like for me like really spotlight. And a lot of this is taking place in the dark, so you know like like Matrix Reloaded was like in the broad daylight, so like you can definitely see a little more. But like I think considering that it's a Batman movie, the majority of the movie is going to take place in the dark at night. Surprisingly, um, he's he's in some daylight shots, which I was I liked. Sure, too. like or or twilight kind of dawn. Hey, hey, some twilight. Robert too. Pattinson. Maybe that was in his contract. <laughs> he's like, damn it, I can never get away from it. It's got to be or, at least sunrise or sunset. Or Matt Reeves is kind of like pranking him a little bit. We're gonna have these yeah. in the twilight hours, and Robert Pattinson's just like, you motherfucker, you son of a bitch. All right, um, I do love. Yeah, I think I joked about this online somewhere that. Robert Pattinson has finally gotten away from his persona of playing a creature of the night to play a creature of the night. <laughs> <laughs> finally, no one will remember me as Edward Cullen. I'll be the Batman. Um, I do um, want to point out the, uh, I you know, and this was, uh, Robert Pattinson likes to have a little fun during press junkets, but he had stated, I think such I- such a nerd. I, I think I had stated this on, or said this, this thing that he said on the podcast before, but he said that if this movie didn't do well, that he was going to do porn. Mm-hmm. So, so I was rooting against it. For yeah. Sure. Similarly, I didn't want, I, I almost fought myself. I snuck into the theater. I did not pay it for the ticket. Yeah. I rescinded my, I asked for an HBO max refund after watching the movie. <laughs> Any update on, uh, on, uh, Robert Pattinson's, uh, yeah. His, uh, know, next Mr. HBO person, next project. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. What did you guys think of him as, as Bruce Wayne Batman? Well, that's a big part of it is that he, very consciously isn't almost Bruce Wayne at all. Yeah. He, he, he sort of says like, I don't care about it. He's in fact, Alfred has to have people from the Wayne foundation kind of come to meet them there because he's like, I don't care about this. He's like, well, this is your family's legacy. And also I think the A to B for me is like, you don't have to care about it, but you should realize like the money gives you the resources to fight crime. He's also like a, you know, at this point, like, mid 20s like he's yeah like late he, 20s he's kind of like yeah he came from like a pampered life and like immediately his parents were killed so like also love wait they were <laughs> yeah. i don't remember i don't know if you i don't know if you know that about batman's backstory um i was so glad they didn't include a scene 
of Thomas and Martha Wayne being killed. I liked, I, I really enjoyed that. They did have kind of the, the cool like uh, reference to it where the mayor that is killed in the beginning, it turns out his son found his body. Yeah. And he looks at the kid and you kind of everything says in that moment that he wishes he could go and console him, like that he connects to that boy, that he understands what it would be like to experience that so and it's so raw yeah. for him. And for anybody who's oh, like who that. holds that precious as like a part of Batman's lore, it's in the movie. Like it's a it's a big plot. Don't point. worry, they die. Don't worry, everybody. Thomas and Martha Wayne are still dead. But you I know, did read a weird oh sorry, go ahead, Andrew. I was gonna say that like it is a major plot point towards the end of the movie of like who killed his parents. And I I like the scene with him and Alfred where he's like, it could have been this person, could have been this person, could have just been some out on their luck, you know, stranger. Well, that's what I wanted to say. It could have been the guy in the church that he talks to briefly. Mm -hmm. Did you notice that guy in the scene? Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's like, Oh, just some like rich scumbag. Like who cares? And he says like, don't I recognize you? Which is probably more like I recognize you because you're Bruce Wayne, even though you're, a uh, recluse like I, I, why wouldn't i recognize your face but people have speculated what if that is like a joe chill figure or yeah. something why do um, i feel like i've seen you but maybe 15 wait, years then younger. he like holds up some pearls around his head <laughs> oh you're a kid hey um i didn't i didn't i didn't know though like did they say if he was with them when they died or just that they were killed i mean i guess the implication is they still died in crime alley with him yeah but I wasn't sure if that was also the same because they did some interesting stuff with the Wayne backstory, which I liked. I also like that. I I feel like the, another thing they kind of didn't go to is there's no like Wayne Manor that he lives in. He's in Wayne like Wayne Tower, the Wayne Penthouse. Yeah. yeah, I like which that. Which is so cool looking. Yeah, I liked having a different locale for him mm-hmm. in this than in. And it is sort of out of the downtown sector. He goes across a bridge to this big there's like he says it overlooks the park and there's all the big kind of towers and stuff so i also like that there is sort of this disconnect he goes down into the city and kind of where the worst crime is Mm -hmm. uh, on his campaigns um i don't know if we're gonna kind of go through the plot but can i just say the intro to this movie is like i think it's just like the perfect introduction to batman yeah i love it so much i love not specifically the the mayor getting attacked that's all creepy and, and establishes the riddler but specifically it cuts to that october 31st you know like it's raining but you know all the criminals are out the element is out there this is gonna and be a long halloween wink wink i love that so much it's him talking about it and the the music is like gives me chills i'm like thinking about it yeah it has vibes of the animated series and specifically mask of the phantasm um and just seeing the different criminals, he says, like, I can't be everywhere. I love but, that. Like, I thought that was a really good, great it, thing to include. You assume in, in any of these, when, with any of these characters, the drophead who steals from, but did you notice the Good Time Grocery, which is another Robert Pattinson movie? Oh. Uh, good time. And the criminal is wearing kind of a big red puppy jacket like his character in that. Hmm. Um, can't can't not uh, be a coincidence. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he looks off in, he like, he says, like, we have a signal now. So very somewhere during their two-year campaign or very recently, him and Gordon established the signal. And he says, like, it's not just, like, a call. It's a warning. Mm-hmm. And you see them all reacting to the shadows. They think I am the sha- I'm in the shadows, but I am the shadows. I love that. I thought that was such a brilliant piece of filmmaking that, like, the sign goes up and just whatever criminal, the people who are, like, tagging 
you know, City Hall or whatever, like they just look into the shadows and they're like, okay, we can't do this anymore. It's His just can, like, he drops the spray can and it rolls into the dark and he just goes, he, they're like rattled. They, yeah. they think that something's going to happen. Um, and then we get the kind of the, the skull gang or whatever on the train who is, um, tries to attack a guy and they're basically jumping someone into their gang because it's sort of like this kid who has half the makeup on. Yeah. What, wouldn't the symbol mean that Batman's distracted for a little bit heading up to talk to Gordon? Um, no, I think it could mean that like they He's don't out. know how he communicates with Gordon. I think it's just more of a reminder of like the Batman is out. The Batman and I think is out like tonight. And, I think like yeah. most of those criminals. I think the implication is that criminals then feel like the bat signal's out because of what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. They did a similar thing in Dark Knight too, right? Like I think in the starting, there's these guys doing like a drug deal, and then like they see the signal and they're like, no, like not tonight, like not mm-hmm. if the bat's out or whatever. So I I, I like that that establishment of that i also like that he calls it the gotham project he calls himself himself vengeance i think some people call him the batman like the riddler and stuff but like he doesn't have an official he's not like branding himself exactly it's still pretty early in his campaign which i really enjoy most people call him vengeance or mr vengeance yeah it's a little bit odd and i think that's because he says that to people yeah penguin calls him like mr vengeance over here and catwoman even calls him that too um, and then very notably, a, a a goon calls him that at the end, which is very kind of important. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to point out really quick, since you just brought up uh, both Gordon and the Penguin. There's a scene, it's a little later in the movie, but it's Jeffrey Wright and Colin Farrell screaming at each other. And it was like two New Yorkers, like two like full-blooded New Yorkers, like yelling at each other. Like it was almost like they were having a hand hey, walk in here, kind of like cartoonish like argument but it was just hey, like, I'm, uh, hey i'm hey. walk off yeah just hey you like they're just, Lada, you it, know you're spanish i was just like yeah, i was just like this Fold, is folding a big slice of pizza and eating it at the same time <laughs> oh it's the water i thought that scene was so unintentionally funny but it was just the energy that they were both bringing to the scene it was not like a it was not like is cl- that when is that after the chase scene and on the freeway? That yes. they kind of is that when they corner? Yes, and the the end of that scene is great because I turned to Jamie and mentioned at the at the time that like he's like, aren't you gonna untie me? And he kind of waddles after mm-hmm. them, and I was like, it's the penguin waddle, it's the classic waddle. And Jamie was like, oh wow, that is really funny. Yeah, that he did that. <laughs> also, he and does he never not- he never got those off his feet, and that's why he's even more the penguin mm. now. He uh, by the way, likes to be called Oz. Does not like do to be like called that. the penguin. He just, yeah, he just calls him. He doesn't. I don't think. Does he say Cobblepot at all? No, I don't think so. Name's Oz. Yeah, that's good stuff. You know, one day he's gonna be the mayor. Some character says. Yeah, I hope in the next in the next movie he eats a big raw salmon. Ugh, that'd be good. Yuck. Um. Yeah, it's, we get. It, it is oh, sorry, so. It is so. No, I think we should mention it again. Just how did how, how is that Colin Farrell? Like he doesn't <laughs> look like him. He doesn't uh, sound like him. It's because it's makeup from like the the nose and down for the most part. It's just like, and the hair is crazy. It just the, he's got like the little gold tooth looks so weird. He's so scarred up and and weird looking. I I love it. That's one of those I'm things about- that like, not that people are gonna go see the movie because Colin Farrell's playing the penguin, but Colin Farrell's doing okay. And so like, why not if it's going to be somebody who's unrecognizable in the role? Why not put give that role to somebody who could use a the batman payday i i understand that yeah because it's a lot of it's there's all sorts of stuff where it's like you could cast someone who's like looks more like 
ready for the role without having to have pounds of makeup put on. But I also can't deny his performance and what he brought to it. He really sure. disappeared yeah. into it. So I'm I'm pretty happy with it. And for better or for worse, he's gonna have to put all that shit on multiple days to do like <laughs> the spin-off show or whatever. So is that what the show is? They're doing a sp- I think they're doing an a, a Gotham PD show and then like a penguin show. Huh. Which is like I don't know if I need like a copaganda got the bd sucks i don't know if i need to see a whole show about them and but the penguin show sounds interesting especially if it's gonna like bridge that next movie or something yeah wasn't gotham the tv show basically that yeah but i think it centered mostly on gordon this one gordon's not gonna be in it whatsoever well well i'm assuming there'll be gordon but when it says pd that way i'm assuming like i i like the little cop who stops batman when he first comes into the crime scene i also yeah. love that scene of like his perspective and all the cops being like who the why the fuck is he here and he spreads his hands so wide he's like whoa where are you going you're not coming in here and gordon's like yeah you can come in later when he sees bruce wayne at the funeral he's like mr wayne hi yeah hey he's like very happy to see him and i was like i love that shit i think that's so funny that he he's like a oh, fucking freak and then he's like mr wayne i like you Ooh, i love you mr wayne yeah <laughs> But I'm assuming, like, maybe someone, some cops like him, they even say at the end, like, oh, I guess you, we don't all work for you. So yeah. there are some good cops. Hey, hopefully Flash from the Nolan trilogy shows up. Ooh. So so did you guys like Pattinson as both Wayne and um, and Batman? Well, they very much established that, yeah, he doesn't care about the Wayne persona. And I think by the end of the movie, he realizes that he needs to be using both personas for good, Rial pulls him aside at the uh, funeral and says, your parents were big philanthropists, but as far as I can tell, you're not doing anything for the city, which is funny because he is trying to literally fight crime in the night. But as the Bruce Wayne persona, he's not. He's sitting alone in his house. He's letting all of his money drift away. He's not doing anything to help the people on that level. So I think it is establishing that we will get more of the Wayne, the Bruce Wayne side uh, if there's another film. Um, I kind of liked that it was like him two years into this project and he's just thrown himself into it so hard. He is vengeful. He isn't, he isn't thinking about the duology of it. Uh, he's, he's only Batman. He never lets himself be Bruce. Um, and I kind of liked that take. I, I know that like, a big part of the character is the balance and how that's important, not only to throw people off, but to like, use himself in other ways like bruce wayne can get into places they establish in this movie that batman can't well technically he gets into the club three different ways yes <laughs> one is bruce one is batman and one just undercover one is um, in I between like. but you know what i mean though i yeah. think I, I i enjoy that this movie was mostly batman and that there and that the realization at least for me was that he knows he needs to do more and and take up that other side of the mantle let me ask you guys a question because i wasn't totally clear on this D- Riddler didn't know that Bruce Wayne was Batman, right? Okay. No, he didn't figure it out. Yeah. It makes it seem like it because... He's like, Bruce. He, he says, Bruce. Bruce, Bruce. And I love... That's just a great scene because he's not react. He doesn't go like, yeah, I'm Bruce. Why you do it? I love that he just kind of doesn't say anything and keeps us cool until he realizes, like, we almost got him, but it doesn't matter because the big plan's about to go off. Yeah. And that's all because he thought he was working with Batman. Like he thought he was doing what Batman wants to do also, which is weed out corruption and take these people out. He was just going a much more extreme way and why he gets so upset in Arkham. He's like, no, no, like we were working together. Don't call me a freak. Like this was supposed to be us in this, doing this, you know, ourselves. 
Um, I think like the only the only thing I didn't like about that is I do feel like that. And the, again, I'm not so sacred about source material stuff. I always kind of feel like that's reserved for the Joker, and to have like, you know, and they do they establish that there is there is a Joker in Arkham, you know, by the end of the movie. But like that's usually the relationship that the Joker has with Batman, which is like not that he thinks they're on the same side, but like, please don't call me a freak. You know, like, like he's so obsessed with Batman that he just wants like Batman's approval almost Mm -hmm. in certain ways. And to have like the Riddler in this movie kind of like, I don't know, like beating the Joker to it. I just like, I hope that they have like a different take for the Joker than by the time they get to that. They never name check him, but yeah, he does seem, yeah, he's supposed to be like the Joker. I personally am like, I could stand to not have a Joker for a while. Yeah. Like for a while. I, I thought it was interesting. There is, did you guys see the deleted scene? I saw that. Yeah. Where he goes to the Joker to basically kind of like Hannibal Lecter style, like, Hey, here's what I know about this Riddler guy. Can you help me out? And he more or less kind of, you know, laughs and says like, eventually gets to the point of like, he's a lot like you and you don't realize it. Um, but I'm glad they cut it out. It's a, it's a cool deleted scene. And mm-hmm. I like seeing more of, of Barry Keegan as that character, but I just think it would have been out of place. Yeah, um, I agree. Happy they cut it. Um, I don't know. I like that. I like the idea of Riddler thinking, kind of thinking that he was, it was his campaign with Batman. Sure. I don't have a, I don't have a, yeah, I don't have a problem with it. I just feel like it borrows too much from a character that they establish is in this movie also. Sure. I I think there's multiple versions too of like in the, there's comics I've read where the Riddler, uh, he finds out who Batman is and doesn't believe it. Um, he finds out who Batman is and uh, like forgets or something happens to him to like, you know, for, to not remember. Or he specifically doesn't want to know. And I've also read comics with Joker that's like that, where it's like, you idiot. Like, I don't want to know who Batman is. Like he, that is who he is. He's mm. Batman. Like, yeah. It would ruin, it would ruin the fun if I knew who he was. And I think with Riddler, they said in one comic, like, if if my identity is the greatest riddle and everyone knows it, like it's not a riddle anymore, like and you don't want that. And he's like, "Fuck, you're right. Like I uh, don't want that to come that's out." That's my name. So, yeah, but I like riddlers. Um, what um, did you think of his outfit? I mean, it's very zodiac inspired. It's very. I yeah. Uh, I do, I'm not. I'm not asking for a bright green suit with black question marks all over it and the tuxedo mask like thing. I just like it. To me, was. I one I'm like I've got we got it like the incels thing the online incels thing we we got it we've done it enough like pause on that for a while like it's it, they've done it enough in movies they've done enough in TV shows I'm like it's now like it's showing up in this movie I think is like my biggest pet peeve with this movie is that whole incels thing just because it's been done so many times I I think it kind of works especially for like this take on the Riddler where you understand his, especially when you learn more about his backstory, you understand his contempt for all the people that use this fund that would have helped pick people like him and the other orphans out of poverty and given them good lives being picked apart by all these criminals and, you know, elected officials that were supposed to be protecting everyone and didn't. So I would understand like there being this contingent of people that are like, yeah, he's like, yeah, of course, you know, normal people can't go up and like take these guys out, but Riddler's doing it. And look, he's exposing all these lies and crazy things. I loved, I, I mentioned it earlier, the allusion to the idea or the idea rather um, that Martha was an Arkham. 
originally yeah and married into the waynes and then is also in and out of arkham asylum and like her parents like there was like a murder suicide and they covered up i liked those wrinkles to it i liked that the waynes weren't these perfect paragons of you know virtue and that his dad made a huge fucking mistake by basically trying to like quiet all that down and and you know going to the the mob to sort of intimidate um that reporter who was named elliot who is there is like that connection of thomas elliot his like old friend in um the comics that becomes hush mm-hmm. and it even says hush on like the screen um i kind of i see where you're coming from i it does feel like it's probably something that was written before everyone and their brother was doing that too andrew but i don't know i, I kind of works for me because i can see yeah <laughs> But I, I can kind of see where it, it fits into that idea. And also like a scarier thing of like, yeah, Riddler himself is an, isn't an intimidating. You're not going to like have to worry about a fight with him probably. But he's unfortunately got all these sycophants that want to contribute and help in his, you know, campaign as well. I was so also I, so glad that the movie did not end on a, you know, like Riddler, you know, like he has like, he has all these lackeys, but there's like one like jacked up on Venom, you know, like, like we might have did we see venom in this movie that's an interesting i i've heard that that being discussed that he maybe injected himself with venom and the other side of it being it's just adrenaline yeah but it was just like very green it was very traditionally what it looks yeah which i mean i guess it could have been any color maybe that was just like some way to try to get across that there's some sort of synthetic material that he's like yeah adrenaline boosting himself but um, hey, I wish it was uh, Venom from the Sony movie. <laughs> and then he started eating in a lobster tank. Yeah, we need Tom Hardy back in uh, Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's that's what uh, the Riddler suit reminded me of, just because they put a mask over him. It was also weird that as soon as they revealed who that he was Paul Dano. Dano? Dano? Dano. Paul Dano. Uh, they stopped doing the voice changer on the Riddler uh, in his videos. He just was talking as Paul Dano. Mm-hmm. Uh, from it that feels like on. at different times it happens because uh, there's a video. The first video he releases has a lot like of distortion, and he's kind of like, you know, I'm taking the people out that I need to. And then when he gets like the call on Colson's phone in the church, it's just like him talking, and I don't think he has anything on. And that's prior to him being unmasked, but it does sort of seem like he says at the end too, like when I had my mask on, like there was no shame. I was completely myself. So I almost feel like the more he killed and got emboldened, the more natural he let himself be. And he knew his plan was to get captured too. He says in the video to his followers, like I'll be captured by the pigs and, but that's okay because as long as you guys are doing your part, it's all going to go to go according to plan. There was a lot of stuff that he called early that really could not have been called early, which that's what makes him a mastermind. But what like really fucking confused me at the end when the dam breaks and the whole city's flooding, they're like, all right, gather everyone into this hole in the ground uh, (laughs) that's sitting in the middle of tons of skyscrapers, tons of buildings that are up above water. We want you all to come here to this this pit that water will fall into in about 25 minutes. Yeah, it's not even like it's not even like the arena is like surface level like it dips down there's a line there's a line that when real is back back behind stage there's a guy talking to her and he says like 
we're gathering everyone here because this is like for Gotham, this is like the hurricane emergency spot. And he says, but he's like, but that's for hurricanes, not for like flooding. So like, I just think it's one of those things that like, you see Catwoman right outside, the water starts hitting her boots. So it's like, they had like moments and almost, and so many people were already inside that I think they just made a snap judgment to be like, maybe we can hide in here for now. It's not they wrong. They across that, yeah. the street from a building that had about 70 floors above water. Any direction they went, they would have been away from water and they went into a, a hole in the ground. To me, seemed very stupid. And the fact that the Riddler predicted that was very strange to me too. Yeah. That he predicted that Gotham was the dumbest fucking city in well, the entire world. Well, if he knew that, that that's where they would go during a normal emergency, I can see the logic. And that's also where Real is supposed to be, who he's trying to take out. So regardless of if everyone else was going to be end up there, the plan was to kill multiple people, including her. So how about if one person in this entire city said, hey, maybe this pit's not a good idea. And then the entire thing would have been blown for him. He would have planned totally wrong, mastermind averted, right? Because somebody said a hole in the ground isn't the best place to weather a flood. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Seems like a lot of coincidences. Uh, I, I did like the movie, but I did have some problems with it. The Batman suit, I mean, we talked about the Riddler suit, which the gimp mask I thought was pretty dumb. I didn't really dig it, but the Batman suit was fantastic. Batman I think this suit is, is awesome. The, this is the best I love of, it. of the bunch. The nose is sure. a little funky, but it's also like more realistic because it's like a stitched piece of fabric or like kind of like a leather and not yeah. like, a pe- like a hard piece of cowl. Um, Looks great. But I like that. And I also like, I forget the name of the type of knives, but I like that his his emblem are basically like knives that he they stole they know they stole that from moon knight that came out <laughs> i saw that first so they stole from moon knight that's true Ugh. i i, I do marvel i also do like that like his it has there are so many pieces which sometimes bug me but then the number of times they just pull out a gadget from nowhere really felt batman to me like uh he you know he's got so many grappling hooks he's got that adrenaline or venom or whatever he's got like things everywhere and you believe that he could just pull it out of a spot that you didn't really notice before mm-hmm. yeah he's got like i think a couple you know pockets here and there he's got the uh, little detonator he puts on the fire extinguisher at the end mm-hmm. um we haven't really commented on zoe kravitz in this movie what did you think of her performance i loved her as catwoman i thought it was great um and i also okay. just like uh, how on. like low tech she was <laughs> yeah what i'm just kidding um yeah i i think like the only the only thing and that's it's like a thing that bothers me about like just masks in general is they shouldn't be worn um no that like her mask is like a you know it's and like it's low tech you're right so but it's like a beanie basically that she cut out eye holes and like there's a little thing that goes like between her nose and her mouth and it's just like is that really gonna fool anybody thinking that they don't recognize you i mean i know she's like not like a she's not a high profile person so it's not like that's Selena kyle ah, but like yeah, I mean, it doesn't bother me any less than, like, people would also recognize, like, the lower jaw of the most famous billionaire orphan in Gotham. So, and there's always... A, especially with a lower jaw like that. Yeah. There's always a suspension of disbelief. Like, I, the fact I, that the Riddler is like, hmm, I look at these the pictures of this fucking guy all the time, but... You know. I thought I thought what they did, and I, I was like, oh, I guess I wasn't really paying that close of attention to his eyes. He takes out contacts whenever he gets back into, you know, the Wayne Tower... 
I thought he was using those to hide his eye color, like as a set, mm. you know, like a, another piece of like the disguise is like his eyes, you know, Robert Pattinson's eyes are whatever, blue or green. And he uses these contexts and makes his eyes look all black or brown or whatever. So it's like they can't even, wouldn't even be able to identify him through like iris color. But as, as it turns out, those are just surveillance devices. I love that. And especially cool when she gets into the 44 below club mm-hmm. and like kind of like is talking to her and having her like ID people. Um, really cool tech. I love that. Yeah. I also liked, I, I mean like, you know, he's Bruce Wayne. He's got all this technology that like some of the screens that he has kind of look like the, you know, like in the nineties when like somebody would go and like, they need to look through like newspaper clippings. And it's like that, uh-huh. that old like screen where like a newspaper just kind of goes microfiche. Yes. I was like, he is a rich guy, but yeah, I liked kind of the aesthetic of that. Like it didn't make it seem like he's this like, like in the way that like the um, Christian Bale, Bruce Wayne just had all these like, high tech screens and, you know, hacked phones and all this stuff. I like that there's a little bit of like, he's still kind of figuring it out. This is still kind of a little bit low tech for like a Batman type of thing. I like that. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure what all else to say. It just like, it was just really enjoyable to me. I was not really, I was cautiously optimistic, but I was like, it felt like the Nolan ones were already kind of a realistic gritty version of yeah. Batman. And this was like, no, we're, no, you think this is real, gritty, realistic? Here we go. Well, I also like um, that at the end of the, you know, spoiler for the end of the movie, that, like, he as Batman says, like, I have been vengeance, I've been this thing, and what the city needs is hope. And so, like, I kind of am cautiously optimistic that they're not going to, like, switch the tone completely and he's going to be a like, goofy Batman or something, but that we're not going to get, you know, now, like, two or three or however many more Matt Reeves, Robert Pattinson Batman movies that are just going to be grim and dark and, you know, like dire and all this stuff that like he's going to now kind of change a little bit of how he goes about things and is maybe more of a symbol of hope than he was before. I'm Max is shaking his head. This, this movie is just going to be a big flop. It's not going to get any sequels. We're just going to get Robert Pattinson porn from here on. Oh, out. that's right. Yeah, that's probably. right. The Batman XXX Shucks. parody. Um, We'll be reviewing uh, Robert Pattinson's Batcave next episode. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I also hope, because when they said that this was going to be the gritty one, right, and they put out a trailer that was basically like the sickest hits uh, highlight reel. Yeah. Just like had the, the most gruesome stuff, maybe even more gruesome than what made it into like sometimes they do different cuts you know for a trailer than the regular thing because when i was watching it it was it was pretty shocking but like the trailer felt like he was just pummeling people for the sake of pummeling people Mm -hmm. so i i was uh happily surprised that it wasn't as gritty as it could have been and that he like for most of it he's just being a like a detective right he's just uh going to a crime scene and trying to and not the world's greatest detective because they he yes. definitely makes some big mistakes and someone even for makes sure. fun of him for oh the world's greatest detectives to mm. him and gordon someday sweetheart <laughs> but i do, i do like that they focus on the detective aspect of it and yeah. i think they did a good job with that and it was fun watching him you know uh sort through it even though some of this stuff was fairly corny like url and all of that i, I like but, that though <laughs> I will, especially since the penguin had to like school them and be like, El Rata. Like he was like, you idiots. Um, what do you guys think of the fact that at one point 
Ben Affleck was going to write, produce, direct, and star in this movie. I don't think it, it would have worked. This movie. That's not this movie. Yeah, it would have been a completely different well, movie. It would have been called The Batman, so I'm afraid to tell you. It, it still would have been a year two Batman with Ben Affleck as yeah. <laughs> like a 22-year-old Batman. Yeah, and, and Alfred like, sir, you're only a y- in your late 20s. Yeah. Oh, For some reason, yeah. Michael Caine, Batman. Uh, uh, what about Andy Serkis as Alfred? What'd you guys think? He seemed like a young Michael Caine to me. Like, yeah, I liked it. He was, and going for. it. he was not in it a ton, but I liked what they did with him. And there was definitely that uh, friction with him being like, you're not my dad. And he's like, yeah, I fucking know. Like, I thought it was make that you make that very clear. I kind of thought it was a little too early in the, in the series for us to be like, Oh no, they hurt Alfred for this Batman. Like I understand like, you know, yeah. us coming in with like 30 plus years of watching yes. Batman stuff. We know the relationship between Alfred and, and Bruce, but in a movie, like just pretend this is somebody's first ever viewing of a Batman thing. They've never seen a Batman or read a Batman thing at all. I thought it was a little too early to like, cause like, you know, there's a little bit of friction between the two, but I thought it was a little early in the franchise to tease that Alfred's either been killed or hurt. You still get that feeling that, Oh no, they hurt Andy circus. <laughs> like, yeah. Even if you don't know Alfred, you're like, how dare they? How yeah. Dare not they claw. Andy circus? <laughs> and did you know, there's a fun fact. He mo-capped uh, all the Alfred scenes. In this movie. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, he's so incredible. it is, they filmed Andy circus, but they put it over a skeleton. Wow. Of his mo-cap. His, of, yeah. His of, commitment is, and he really, incredible. he was like, he, he watched a lot of Butler footage and it's incredible. Lee Daniels, the Butler. He watched on repeat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he went to Totoro, who did the, he was the butler in Mr. D. That's he's right. Like, Can you tell me how you tapped into that? Wow. Like, oh, I'll tell you about it, kid. <laughs> um, he was really, he was really great. I love that shit. Yeah. Uh, sorry, were you about to wrap up, Drew? Yeah. Um, I guess like, it, you know, assuming this does well and we lose Robert Pattinson's porn career forever, um, what would you be excited to see? Because I agree with you. I kind of hope if, I would, I would actually be fine if the Joker stays in Arkham the entire series. Yes. To be frank yeah. with you. If, if they have to go and make him a elector style like character that is, because it, it, it would appear, or I would assume that he had it was put in there by Batman or, yeah. or maybe he, maybe he did get locked up by someone else or something, but I don't know. I, well, and hell when you have this new Barry Keegan news, yeah. who knows if he's going to be available, but I would like him to be more in the background or yeah, some weird thing where he's a consultant and Batman doesn't like going to him, but needs the help because he's still learning. Right. Um, or he needs someone with kind of a twisted mind to help him understand some of these people. Um, I would hope that they would kind of back off from him as a main villain. Personally, I would be interested to see what kind of villains uh, from the uh, Batman catalog that Reeves would want to do. Mm-hmm. He has expressed publicly that he would love to do Mr. Freeze in a movie. And he already has the 44 below club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know how you do that realistically. I feel like you, you maybe not don't have the ice gun, which seems sacrilegious, but, um, but this is also a very different take on the Riddler. Sure. And, and, and I, and I know that some people are like, Oh, you know, and you said Max, Oh, the, the Zodiac stuff and all like his weird gang of people. It's all very, it is very like gritty and also like ripped from today's headlines. So I don't know what that version of freeze would be. But I think Freeze has a very interesting backstory, and I mm-hmm. think that the animated series especially has some really great episodes based around him that make they him could, a very human they character. Could, so. They could definitely rip 
rip off the like lack of medical care in this country yes. for his wife yes. not being able to mm-hmm. get treated and he needs to fucking kill people in order to get money yeah uh yeah, yeah i think that could be ripped straight from headlines yeah max is there a um, is there a character that you would like for them to try and put on screen well i was gonna say mr freeze but fuck we already talked about it but. so uh calendar man is what i want to see Ooh. No, I don't want to see Calendar Man. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, never mind. <laughs> I just want to see Freeze. I don't want to see uh, Joker either. I think you're right, especially not the disfigured Joker. I'm done with it. Like, uh, I yeah. he, that was Heath Ledger. He did a good job. Uh, let's go back to, to Joker. <laughs> I don't want to see either Jared Leto or another, like, face-ripped uh, Joker. Yeah. Um, I what I do want to see is a better Bruce Wayne. I feel like it's especially right off the bat in this movie, the fact that he's got that long ass emo hair and his like the dark around his eyes. I like do the, love that this the, is the like first Batman where they've shown that. Like that. And then the Nirvana song playing. It all just felt very uh, like 90s emo yeah. shit. And I was like, all right, dude, grow up. Grow so, like, up. Hope, <laughs> Hopefully he will. Grow it's up just a phase, man. Don't worry. He'll grow out of it. Because I would love to see uh, Robert Pattinson as like a real, you know, billionaire playboy type yeah. of thing. I think he could do a good job with that. Yeah. I think uh, you alluded to it earlier. I would like to see Hush. I think that would be a cool turn for and this. That's an, and that's an easy one to do realistically. Yeah. So Absolutely. Yeah. All right, everybody. That'll do it. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.